Welcome back, Wit listeners. I am your 2023 host, Becky Schneider, and I am so happy to be back after a short hiatus this year and get back into the swing of things with continuing to highlight inspirational women in tech and STEM, especially today's guest, who is not only an inspiration to others and bringing meaning to so many lives, but is someone who I am so proud to call a friend. Sarana Quari is an engineer, a transformation coach, an engaging speaker, a mentor, a co-author of a best-selling book, and so much more. After coming to the U.S. over 20 years ago as a Kurdish immigrant from Iraq, Saran is now the design coordinator team lead for the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority Silver Line Project. She has a background in engineering and degrees in civil engineering from the University of Mosul in Iraq and a master's in engineering and technology management from the George Washington University. Her goal is to help others leverage their strengths and empower others to transform their lives, find true happiness, and make them feel at home wherever they are. Saran, welcome to the podcast, and I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you, Becky. I'm glad to be on the Witch Podcast as well. Thank you for the nice intro. (laughs) Absolutely. So we got a little bit of background there, but if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and your current positions, that would be awesome. Yeah, I can say first and foremost, I'm a mother, wife, sister, and a friend. Then I can say I'm an engineer and a businesswoman. Since currently I'm still working as a Metro Authority on the Silver Line project, like you stated, but I do that day job on the weekdays. And I only have the time to run my consultation business on the weekend and the holidays. That's mean I'm always on the go, working to make a difference and an impact. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Absolutely. So you you mentioned, you know, you have your day job and you have your side job. And I know that a lot of us in this area are kind of going through similar journeys right now and trying to figure out where we can plug in other interests and meaning on the side that we maybe aren't getting in our day job. But I do want to talk about this international transition expert coaching business, assisting new citizens with creating their career here in the United States. So what exactly do you assist new citizens with? How did you get started with this? And what are some of your clients' greatest success stories? Yeah, so in my coaching business, basically, I work alongside with my clients, whether individual or teams. I kind of help them overcome the language barrier and the culture shock, but my goal is actually to assist them in finding meaningful and profitable work that's mainly aligned with their passion and, most importantly, to provide them with a sense of belonging because they might all have a day job, but they still think that they they are not belonging to the society. So on the other hand, I also focus on helping my client to discover their unique talent and guide them on how to monetize those gifts alongside with their regular work. So typically I work with clients and teams who already have established a job career, but still feel disconnected. They keep telling me, oh, I feel disconnected from this community. So that's what I come to their picture and I highlight the area where they can truly shine. I can give you some success or for instance, the client that I work with, uh, mostly they were tech women, actually. And yeah. they have a stable day job and they have a, a steady job and, and paycheck, no problem. But they still have missing the feeling that they are not making a significant impact. Uh, so through coaching with them, I discovered their hidden talent in various areas such as painting, music, singing, writing, speaking. And those success stories actually for those clients come when they find their core genius. 
their hidden gift and talent, and they kind of learn how to utilize them as a source of refuge and tranquility in their lives. I have engineers who I work with who they were doing very good in their tech jobs, but they keep telling me they are not still satisfied with their paycheck. They still want to do something on the site. So I coach them around Jack Canfield's book, The Principle, Successful Principle, and we talk exactly about how to find and discover their core genius. And that's where the success story comes with my client. Yeah, thank you for diving into that. And I, I want to peel that back a little bit because we've spoken about this before. Obviously, you, you referenced that book that has had a huge impact with the success principles. You keep referring to something called your core genius. And I know you have dove into that. You've done presentations on it. We have talked about that specifically. How do you start the process of finding and establishing what your core genius is? Yeah, so when I speak with my client, normally I give them one hour just to speak about their goals and what they are trying to achieve in the coming year. And most of them, they tell me that they have a day job, they are happy at their their job, they have a steady paycheck, but they still don't have that sense of feeling impact and legacy. So I normally ask them about what they were enjoying when they were teenage and younger years. Some of them, they tell me, oh, they were painting since they were a teenage. And I ask them, okay, can you show me pieces of your art? Can you show me what you have done so far? And most of them, they do have that core genius and talent inside them. But because they are so busy doing day-to-day jobs, they kind of have that fear to bring that core genius to the surface. They think this is something that's going to waste their talent or their career professional. And I come to the pictures and say, no, this is your place to refuge. This is the place that you want to shine. And I bring this and we kind of talk about it together. And little by little, they start saying, hmm, this is the things that I normally do without feeling the time. I said, that's exactly, that's what your gift is. Because you enjoy it so much, you don't even feel the time. You've been doing yeah. it for so many hours. You're like, why am even, I'm not tired. Well, because you're doing something you really enjoy. I have one client and she was a lawyer having a very successful career being in a law school and, and law firm. And she found out that she's actually loved to speak with younger girls. And I was like, but you are a lawyer. She said, I know, but I love to help other girls. And now she's a speaker. It's motivational to know that other people are feeling that same way. Cause I'm sure you have felt that way. I have definitely felt that way. So I want to go back a little bit because we've talked about your coaching business and the way that you have supported other people finding their core genius and finding their passions outside of their day job and giving back to the community. And it's interesting because you went through the exact same process. Obviously, your background is in engineering, but now you're running this international transitioning coaching business. And, you know, I think there's a, a great deal of your personal life and your personal history influence that transition in the business that you're currently running. So I was hoping we could kind of just dive into your background, being born in Iraq when you came to the United States, and then how this side business and coaching business kind of came to be. To tell you the truth, Becky, my life was completely transformed when I embarked on my journey to come to U.S. I was forced to leave Northern Iraq due to my work for the USAID groups along with thousands of others who work for the non-government organization, I was at risk for retaliation by the Iraqi regime. At the same time, the U.S. State Department received a presidential approval to implement a voluntary evacuation program 
and it was so difficult for me to leave and staying also had a lot of great risk on me so i decided to move to the us and it was a life-changing experience for me of course and i just had a 700 dollars in my pocket but at the same time i carried millions of dreams and aspirations yeah um, this international move actually opened the door for me to continuous progress in my career i was graduated from civil engineering school i was in my 20s when i moved to united states but the big change is I realized that I'm no longer that young engineer who only works six hour shift and going home uh, to her parents' house to already made meals and clean clothes and paid bills. When I came to United States, I found myself, wow, I am alone in my 20s. And at the same time, it did brought a lot of, you know, personality traits for, you know, making me independent and having the freedom to be anything or anything I desire in my personal and professional life. I wish if I moved even before my 20, I would have maybe achieved even more than that. So the path of that success, it's, it's come with a lot of challenges and obstacles. And that's what I tell my client because uh, many of them, like I said, I don't coach someone who are not established a career. So if anyone approached me saying I'm here and legally, that's not considered a client to me because I'm not in immigration or a lawyer. So I tell them, no, if you want to achieve something, first, you have to pay your taxes, you have to get a stable job, so you can afford my coaching packages, right? And you have to really attain other skills in order to be part of the success story. So for women, even if you are an American who born here, it's never an easy path to be a woman leaders. I mean, look at your career, look at the, the people who you interview in your podcast, none of them become leader very easy. And each story is unique by itself. When I listen to the mentees or the client stories, I learn from them because each one of them come from different place. And just knowing their commitment, and I tell I tell them all the time, if you are not committed and if you are not focused, then I can help. You need to come here with written set goals so we can achieve it together. Just take action. First action and the other steps will come over. And as a coach, like I did develop a proven system to help those individual and team kind of discovering their passion and strength. And what I do, I go through thoughtful questionnaire, you know, personalized ex you know, exercise, and I kind of assist them to discover where is their passion and strength are. And the reason why I'm able to do that, because I didn't start confident like this. 27 years ago, I, I was trying to navigate everything myself because I was in my 20, like I said, single, not knowing what, I, what will be my next steps. So when someone come from Afghanistan or Middle East or Russia or any place in the world and saying, this is not easy, I said, I agree with you. It's not easy. Who told you it's easy? But it's doable. And the American dream is still alive. And this dream, if even if you want, let's say, to move now and go and live in England, it doesn't matter. You can take that dream with you to England, to Dubai, to any place you wish to stay and settle and be a leader there, not necessarily United States. I always tell my client two words. Keep telling yourself clarity and focus. If you are not clear and focused, you cannot do anything. You want to be realistic. You want to have certain setting goals that you want to achieve, right? Which is infinity goals for me is never a one destination 
that that finish line always always moves. So yes. when, let's say you go and get your master and you come back as an engineer and said, I'm done with master. I said, what next? Oh, there's a lot of next steps. Your master is not the final destination. Yeah. So yeah. for somebody who's still there and is a bit unclear on yeah. where they want to go, what advice would you give to start figuring that out? That's a very good question. And I get that a lot because I have some younger leaders like you that are very successful at their job, but they say, I'm still 50-50. I don't know what's exactly my core genius. And I always tell them the very first step you want to do is to mute all the noise around you. And what do I mean about this? There's so much noise around us. And when I say noise, it means cluttering in our agenda, calendar, meeting people, not having any value and impact on our daily life. Just being busy for the heck of being busy. You don't want that. You want to mute that clutter and noise around you. And when you mute it, you need to have days, one, two, three, it depends. Sit by yourself and think and reevaluate. For example, now we are at the end of July. So you pass the first six months of 2023. Sit down with yourself and say, okay, I'm done with the half of the year. Do I really need to do the same thing for the rest of 2023? Have I done something impactful? If the answer is no, then you need to find something that's impacting other people. Even if you're making a lot of money, that doesn't mean anything if you go home to an empty soul and an empty life. It yeah. doesn't mean when your calendar is full of seeing friends at dinner and having happy hours and your Instagram full of happy pictures. That doesn't mean anything if you are not adding to the community, if you are not doing something really meaningful. And you see it, Becky and Wit. We have clients outside who pay us money. But because we do voluntarily work, the sense of the gratitude and satisfaction you gain, it's worth millions because yeah. it's something for no money. And I'm not suggesting that you will be, you know, free service for everything. But if you sit down to answer your question, have I start really working on my core genius? Young leaders, not just you, even younger, I'm talking, my daughter is 19. So she has so many options to go for college, right? That's many options and variety confuse younger generation because there's so many things and they don't know what to what to choose. Yeah. Answer to them. I always tell my daughter too, you need to focus and mute that noise around you. Mute the social media for a little bit. Close that Instagram and Facebook for a couple of days and sit down alone with a blank paper and a pencil and write down three main things you want to achieve for the next year. Just yeah. sit down and focus and say, have I done what I want? If the answer is no, that's mean you need to sit down and, and figure out what you really want to do. It's the faith and the impact. If you have faith on yourself, okay, great. Okay. You want to leave an impact? Then start. Yeah. Muting everything. So you recommend it sounds like obviously the clarity and focus are important, but sometimes you can pivot in the clarity that you have if things 
come through and you finally have those moments where you make those realizations, how often have you like sat down and reevaluated what you want to be doing and where you want to take your engineering career and where you want to take your business? And if you're ready for a next step, does that happen annually, would you say, or just kind of whenever you feel like it's time? Is it more intuitive than that? If you do it once a year, that's no good. That's mean you are late on, on changing what you really need to do. You have to do it more often. And you kind of feel it, Becky, when your life is, is steady and doesn't have any flavor and meaning. You kind yeah. of have that routine. You wake up every day, you go to work, you see the same co-workers, you go and grab your coffee, coming back, having dinner and sleep. That's yeah. the life a woman leader wants to achieve. Even if you have a husband and kids, that should not stop in you being the best version of yourself. And there's exaggeration if I say every day. It's not every day, but I have this notebook. Every week I sit down and I see what is the three things I really, really done well. And what are the other three things that I failed to do it? And I want to really dig deep why I failed doing those three things. I think I hear one time, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, said, do not stress yourself with tons of lists of 10 or 12 things. Just choose three things. I don't know if he has a secret about that three. I wish you'd follow him. He's Jeff Bezos, right? And he talked about that three things focus. And I think Warren Buffett said the same thing on the same line. Like, you don't need to have a list of 12 things and you feel just depressed. Oh, my God, I didn't finish the 12. If you can achieve three things a month, and that, those three things can be as simple as doing a podcast with Becky. That's achievement. Because yeah. that with the young leaders like you and I'd be able to have a conversation here, that's the one thing that I achieved. I'm, I'm grateful. If you can just sit down every other month or every month just to go back and recalculate and recap like what I have done. And I always tell my clients, there's a lot of things happening in your life that's not even worth replying focus and really think, do I really need to reply to every single thing that's happened in my life? The answer is no. Yeah. And the reason why it's no, because you want to keep that energy and work in my health and inner peace. There's a lot of things happening back in our life. As a woman leader, does not require you to reply. It's not worth it. Just keep going. Yeah. The perspective on that is really helpful, especially having those conscious moments where you think about, like you're saying, do I really need to respond to this? Is this really worth my time? Is this going to add more to my life or immediately help somebody else who really, really needs it? And if the answer is no, the answer is no. And it doesn't need to be at the top of your list just because somebody else brought it up. Yes, and, and you, you talked about it uh, when you mentioned the validation. So nothing wrong when we validation. Women, men, it doesn't matter. This is a human nature thing. And when you achieve things, I'm not saying to be self-centered and will be all about you. No, it will be bigger than that. Out of those three things, something happened in between and you pivot and change the plan. And the one thing that was more important to you, you replace it with, taking care of your grandma or traveling and seeing someone, you know, close to you who's, you know, struggling with some sickness or some difficulties in their life. The main key here, Becky, is to bounce back. 
if you fail even to achieve none of those three things, not even one, right? You, yeah. you that doesn't mean you are failing. No, yeah. you are always successful when you realize that you spend that 25 or 20 days without doing none of those three things, but you bounce back, you came back on track. And normally, if you are really having truly leadership sense inside you, you will bounce back very strong because you have in the back of your head, oh, I wasted 25. It's not a waste. You are taking care of something else, right? Back then. Yeah. But when you come back on track, let's start over again. Let's bring that three things again. And the validation here, sometimes, some of my clients, I have one that I'm almost done with her. She's very successful, very. She has, she's, she worked for, you know, government contracts, very successful management level. And she's, she always complained like, I'm doing so good, but my boss never see it. And asked her, I said, is he your boss only? She said, yeah, yeah, he's from eight to five. I said, after five, is he your boss? by anyhow, is he your manager, anything and anything else? She said, no. I said, okay, if you keep waiting for his validation, you're going to be disappointed because he only mean authority to you from eight to five. You need to give that validation to yourself. And she asked me how I said, just go and buy uh, a bunch of roses or flowers to yourself or just have a spa day. She said, why? She said, I said, because you did a good job. Don't wait for the closure for him. Give that closure to yourself and you will feel good. I think that's excellent advice. Having that focus, that is what's going to be able to get you there, not relying on other people. Like you talked about, you will only take clients to coach who have already gotten to a certain point in establishing what they've done and where they want to go. You're not there to hold their hand the whole way. You're there to take people who have already put in the work and effort and say, Here's what I recommend. Let me push you in the right direction. Yes, yes. Well said, uh, Becky. And leader have to be a role model. You have to have something that you can teach others. For example, I can lead people to believe in coach in coaching, and I I don't have a coach myself. I have a coach now, and I do coach others. But I want to raise the bar. I want to be better and better. I want that betterment, right? I don't want to be in the same place next year coming said, oh, she has the same skills. So how can I encourage you to have a coach? And I don't have a coach myself. So um, being a leader, it's a very unique talent. And you, you can learn skills from others. I mean, you, you said earlier that someone younger than, you know, you are younger than me and you are on the right path. I see you on the right path. And the more obstacles you see, the more blocks you encounter, it's going to build more, you know, more skills to you. Because if it's an easy ride, then where is the trade? You're not going to learn anything. Yeah. Challenge your skills. Yeah. I do want to make the point of saying that you, there are certain situations in which asking for help is the right thing to do, even as even as a leader. And at any stage of your life, if you recognize that you are in over your head, asking for help is showing the example of being self-aware and recognizing that other people, we both have this as leaders. There are people who have skill sets that are tenfold what mine are in certain regards. And I recognize that. And I, I want to defer to them on their areas of expertise because I can learn so much for them and they know the correct way to go about things. Um, Definitely. 
and recognizing that and asking those people for help, I, you know, that's, that's super important. I want to thank you for being here today. Cause I feel like I've learned so much, like not only about myself <laughs> and I can see what a difference you've made, not only in the engineering field and all the work you've done there, but with this coaching business and with other people that you've kind of informally come to because of different volunteer opportunities that you've taken on and because you care about your community and having a purpose and, and making a difference. And I, I want to thank you for everything that you've done for the community and engineering and the immigrants that you're coaching and, and everything. Cause you are truly an inspiration Saran, And I'm, thank you, I'm very lucky to know you. <laughs> thank you, Becky. Likewise. I'm very glad to be on your podcast and, also, I'm proud of you being a young uh, leaders doing a great job and her daily career and also with the, with the women in technology. Thank you very much. Saran, thank you so much again for joining us today. You can find Saran on LinkedIn at linkedin.com backslash Saran Aquari. That's S-A-I-R-A-N dash A-Q-R-A-W-I. I am your 2023 host, Becky Schneider. And until next time, keep inspiring girls and women to rise from the classroom to the boardroom. Mm-hmm.